0: Great sports callers, open think tank. Scott Prather here with you on a Friday. And joining me now is none other. Than Mr. Brad Topham, host of Top's Take. Color analyst on Rage Occasion Baseball from Learfield. And a man whose um, baseball team already clinched their division. That must be nice where they play this meaningless series here this week. And good morning,
1: Brad. Okay. Take that. Take the New York Mets haterism out of your voice. You should not have expected to win anything because you're a Mets fan. So just ease up on the sarcasm, all right?
0: It is. uh, You know what? It's October. So I'm excited because it's like the best sports month of the year. I just wish it meant something for my baseball team. But you know what? It's all right. I, 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 this is weird. So this morning, I haven't said this yet is this just is just this random you know nature outside of my home brad or is this a a a bad sign there was like the like snout of like a rat had been like like little insides of a rat were just on my back in my backyard today on some cement i was like what are all those flies it was like really early this morning and i went outside and i was like oh well that's disgusting so i had to scoop up you know like a rat head and like toss it in the trash and you know, I, I was grossed out, and then I remembered it was October, so it was a good sports month. But as soon as you came on, I started thinking about something gross again. What does that say about you first and foremost?
1: It just think, it says that you think about me too much, Scott. Right? Oh, Let, let's just be simple. You think about me too much. There's issues there. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Worried about you, man. I hope you're feeling better. You know,
1: that's hot. Hey, look, the, you you obviously growing up twisted because you've already got a six-year-old kid smart enough to go, uh-uh, daddy. Flip the chip over with the hot sauce touching your tongue like that.
0: he was All right? yeah, he so le- you're
1: raising a child to be deprived. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, he learned that trick from me, by <laughs> the smart. way. He learned that trick from me. He's he's into well, the. Well, that's hot what sauce I'm
1: saying. Game. So, you know,
0: yeah, for those that missed yesterday my boy, morning, my boy's
1: got something going on there. So,
0: he, my son likes to make me do like hundreds of eating something very hot, whether it be like a hot chip or hot sauce or something. And uh, he's yet to get me to stop and have to drink milk or anything. So it's like a daily challenge for him. But you know what <clears throat> we'll go keep it spicy here give me give me a a hot take for the major League baseball playoffs coming up next week not oh you know the Dodgers John give me a hot take for the playoffs
1: number one the Dodgers lose game one the Dodgers don't make it out of the the Do- it there is absolutely no sense in what's going to happen to the Dodgers I love it, but it's what it what makes the candy butt people who want to cry all the time. Oh, you want 104 games? Hey, win your division. You know what? San Francisco's better. I love it. They dry, they go get Max Scherzer and they have the ability to hit seven home runs in an inning, you know, really quickly. The way baseball is, and there's a phrase if you listen to Jay Walker and I, when something crazy happens, you always say the same thing. That's baseball. Because it's that's baseball. The Cleveland Indians who've tried to sell their team away to lose have the same record as the Padres who spent 600 million on the left side of their infield. Yet the Dodgers best team in baseball with over hundred wins, you want a hot take, they're going to lose in the playoff because that's, that's the crazy things that happen in baseball.
0: So do they lose in, in, in round one, their first go at it?
1: Yes. Well, see, that's the problem. Remember, see baseball's got three division winners. So, you know, the Astros and the White Sox are two and three. They're matching up. Tampa Bay is going to wait for the winner of the wild card. The Giants are not – the Giants have maybe the best record in the history of their team. They're almost there. And at the All-Star break, the answer was, well, the Giants are good. They have the best record in baseball. But, you know, the Dodgers are going to pass them. The Dodgers, the, the, they've never let up. The Dodgers have been fighting forever. In baseball, I can be good for four, three innings. You know what I mean? The St. Louis Cardinals can pitch the lights out. They have three guys who can get it done. And they have one thing that, and this is and I'll all seriousness, why the Mets aren't there. They have a dude. I heard you talking earlier about leadership in another sport. They got Yadier Molina behind the plate. Yadier. That dude wins. And they're going to put Adam Wainwright at 40 bleeping years old, whose second half of the season is all-star worthy on the mound, and they've got a bullpen coming from left and right that's over 100. In a one-game setting, St. Louis can beat the Dodgers. And I think that's – if I'm going to go hot take – and listen, I'm not saying it because I don't like the Dodgers. I'm saying that's baseball. The playoff hot take is they're going to get knocked the, one, the one-game the one winner-take-all game. And, and, hey, I'm telling you, you get old two-odd Max Scherzer up there. I love that dude. He's insane. I think it's going to end up like a 3-2, 2-1 game, and I think the Dodgers get knocked out right away.
0: The Cardinals, I mean, you talk about going into the playoffs hot. I know they finally dropped a game, I guess, uh, two days ago against the Brewers, but when you're winning 17 in a row, that's uh, that's, that's going into the postseason hot. Uh, Your Atlanta Braves, they spent 126 days without a winning record, and yet here they are, winners of the NL East title, great again. um, On a serious note, I guess all those things I said were serious. How do you feel about your team? What are their chances here?
1: Um, I, They have, and you I don't know this much about who those guys are for the Mets or Astro fans would know, um, one outfielder named Carlos Beltran who became a hero. The Braves have two players who this year have shown can carry the franchise and it's not the stars. Um, Duval is going to be top, hit 40 home runs and like 120 RBIs. But he does it in spurts, Scott. I'm talking about seven games against great competition. He hits five bombs. And the shortstop, Dansby Swanson. He had a 30-game, 40-game stretch where he was hitting over 400. He dipped now. And Duval has dipped. If those two guys on their roller coaster is the playoffs, Austin Riley is the younger version of Nolan Arenado. And if you've ever listened to me, you know how much respect I have for him. Austin Riley is a top five MVP person. He's not the MVP, but he's top five. Fred and Freddie Freeman, the Braves can go a long way. And, and look, you, you talk about your Mets. Your Mets are lacking Yadier Molina, that, that dude. This, the Braves have Freddie Freeman. Freddie's just that dude. Jory Evans is one of the greatest centers i mean, a uh, guards in college pro, pro football history, right? But did you really know who he was if you weren't in New Orleans? You know what I mean? But it's guys like that that held that held people together in tough times. We found out what the Saints were missing when Roman Harper wasn't there. You know, Sean Payton said the biggest mistake he made was letting uh, Jenkins get out of town. It's leadership and the Braves, talent-wise. Look, if I told you, hey, Scott, the team picked to win the division. Their number one arm will not throw a single pitch. They'll let the, their closer leave. They will lose the one, three, and four hitters in their lineup during the season. You could not expect that team to do what they are, but that's what the Braves have done. They took they hooked Jorge Soler, who, by the way, is the living embodiment of Troy Polamalu without the hair. This, that's what he looks like playing outfield. The dude is 6'4", 235, and his traps touch his ears. He's now hitting leadoff for the Braves. He's got... He's hitting like Acuna because he's leadoff. He's not three- or four-hole run producer for uh, a team like Kansas City. My point is this. The Braves have a future in the playoffs the same way, to be honest, Garrett Cole gives the Yankees in a series a real edge, the same way the entire Astro fan base have to be excited because they have dudes that know how to win, know how to preserve, persevere through an entire Mm -hmm. season. Yeah, and there is just something about it. You know, look, baseball is worse for not having Jacob the But you know what I feel, felt? In the same way, the is Otani. You, Everybody spent so much time talking about, oh my God, there's the It's like even the Mets players. Dude, when's Jacob pitching again? Oh my God, Jacob's pitching today. And it's like Otani. Oh my God, here comes Otani. But the rest of the team has just been average.
0: Yeah. Nine games below and 500.
1: We, right. And now when, so when you lose, now, when you have the Grime on the mound, dude, Tony, this is my favorite stat Tony ever told me. They, say, um, teams become one of two players. Sometimes run production goes way down when the stars on the mound, mm-hmm. because you know, you don't have to score as much because our studs pitching and the other team steps up big time. But in the case of Roger Clemens, team's run production went up by over run and a half when Clemens pitched in Boston. Because the team knew, oh, my God, Roger's pitching. Let's go. And the, the Mets never had that. They needed DeGrom. And I, I'll bounce on a little place. So I'm just giving different examples. My, um, Wyatt Marks was last year at UL. They didn't quite get it. They didn't get – they got that walk-off home run and that crazy rain-shortened postseason tournament. And Wyatt and I talked. He said the biggest problem with the team was they had the leaders. They had the alphas. But they were starting pitchers. They didn't have that position alpha. And I think that's what happened to the Mets. They didn't have that position mm-hmm. alpha. And when they lost the Grom, not, not not talking about talent. I'm talking about that dude, the Nathan Nelson, the guy that you hold accountable. Freddie Freeman won't take a day off, good or bad. What is that going to make? What is that going to tell? Tell uh, you know the third baseman who's on the come up. Uh, well, wait a minute, Freddie's not taking a day off. I'm not taking a day off. Wait, if Freddie's taking extra BP early, I'm taking extra BP. You need that dude on the, on the field. And I think that's because it dang sure wasn't really arms. And there's talent. But I, I think they're missing that little thing. The little thing mm. you talk about, the Pelicans, ha, they have talent. Why can't they put it together? There was that one little piece, that dude, that leader, that, that, that glue, There's that something was missing. The something. The teams that are making the playoffs, most of them have it.
0: Mm-hmm. ESPN 1420. Um Couple more for you on baseball, then I want to talk some football with you, Brad. A uh, couple teams we haven't mentioned. Who gets this last spot? I know Boston is the uh, you know analytics favorite in terms of playoff odds. Toronto's got a long shot. Seattle's got, I would say, a thirty percent chance. Um, they're 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 on a nice little winning streak. And you mentioned the Angels. How much the teams sort of play hard here at the very end of the season? A lot of people are picking Boston. Can Seattle possibly steal that spot, or are we looking at Red Sox-Yankees overload here when the playoffs start?
1: First off, I would pay to see Garrett Cole-Chris Sale because two different styles, completely similar results. Can you imagine? I know what the ticket prices are going for in Boston right now for that football game. Could you imagine Garrett Cole-Chris Sale- if you had a chance in life one game playoff that's a bucket list. Um how about this one? I'm calling Boston Seattle playing on Monday. I think they end up, I think they end up tied. Okay. I'll take I, it. I'm, I'll take it. Cuz you yeah, okay as as much as I talked about experience, you know when you're on that other team like too dumb to know where you are? I feel like Seattle's that team. They're too dumb to know they're not supposed to be still hanging around. And I I I'm, I'm calling for a one game playoff. Before the wild card between Seattle and, uh, Boston, which really stinks. Cause you know what baseball needs? Ba- okay. Y- y- you have time show for the NFL came out for Super Bowl, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Eminem, Snoop, Dre. All right. Baseball in their wildest dreams would never allow those guys on the field. That's part of baseball's problem. You don't have Fernando, but boy, they need Vlad. There ain't nobody exciting in Seattle. Everybody in America is tired of Yankees, uh, Boston, if you're not a fan. So the, what stinks is they're going to miss – they're going to miss the Grom at being in the playoffs. They're going to – That's the, the people that will get you to change the channel. Vlad Jr. is one of those dudes. You know, and I, so it's sad that Toronto's going to miss it. They're going to win 89 games and miss it. The Braves are going to win 89 games and win their division. So go figure. ESPN
0: 1420, lastly um... – Milwaukee fans are going into the playoffs, but they're upset. They want to punch a wall. You got Tampa Bay, always overlooked, always competitive no matter what. And then you have the White Sox who, you know, I don't really have a dog in the hunt, and if they can kind of move along, I'll probably, you know, live vicariously through them for a playoff run unless they get bounced. I mean, they, you know, it, it's – it's I, of these three teams, who do you take serious and who is, uh, who's going to have a, a very quick – postseason?
1: White Sox are getting knocked out in the first round by the Astros. The Astros aren't going to lose. Okay. I mean, look, Cor- Beltron was self-proclaimed a fanboy of uh, Carlos Beltran. Correa is a free agent coming. Al Tuvi wants is a class act, and he couldn't throw the ball to first base in the playoffs last year. Alex Bregman is the ultimate baseball turd. That if he's your guy, oh, my God, you love him. Mm-hmm. If not, he's C.J. C. Gardner-Johnson, and you're playing against him. These dudes got that word, stuff in their neck. They aren't going to lose the first round. And I think the White Sox… Is it a
0: buzzer I, that's in their neck or a trash can?
1: I, 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 I've been nice, Scott. Don't, okay. I can go deep. Let me go. Let me be nice. I'm, I got Astro fans listening. I'm proud of them. There's a lot they of actually them. How to. Well, they learn how to play baseball. They're a good
0: team. They're a good team. I mean, I I just, but I, I, not, there's no way I'm not going to just get my crack every now and then. Come on.
1: It's okay. You're negative. You're a Mets fan. I expect that from you. I not. I'm not. I don't get to talk to Greg anymore. Hey, Greg called me when the Braves were struggling in the bullpen. And I did, I did a hit on his show in Tennessee. bullpen turned around. They started winning. I think Greg lost my phone number. I'm just, (laughs) just, you know, putting it out there. You know, the man lost my phone number once they started winning, but, Anyway, it's a um I, I think the Astros are in the ALCS. Um, yes, I, I will wa- for you know how some people say I'll be the last person to die on that mountain betting against Tom Brady or Belichick. I'm the first person dying on that mountain betting against Tampa Bay. I just still I'm I just still won't, and probably year after year I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Astros Yankees will be in the ALCS, which is awesome for the trash ban thing. Um I think the White Sox have all the talent. They have the older manager. I think they don't have the 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 playoff guy the playoff experience i give him a, next year i wouldn't want i wouldn't bet against the you White know what Sox i like about
0: the eve the, it's it's the position of the old school and old in la russa but then a very team old. that has a very much of like a we don't give a bleep not about sort of the idea of well you're too young or it doesn't happen first you you have to do it this way you have to do it that way like the you know the, the sort of traditional baseball purist that Larusa is, and what he tries to instill in the team is kind of met with "cool, coach, we're just gonna go have fun and play." And they, I don't know that they necessarily meet in the middle. It's just tug and pull, and yet while it shouldn't work, it does. Like it just, I don't well, know. I, I find late. them. It wasn't working early. I find. I know. I know. But like you would have thought, like this thing. I mean, after some of those. Those situations earlier in the season, and La Russa being mad at his own player, and them not really backing La Russa at all publicly. You would have thought that the thing would have just slowly, I don't know, smothered itself. And and it it's it's working right now. I I find I just find them to be you know fun and different, but they've got a really really tall task in front of them, and the Astros are playing great. Hey,
1: look, I'll tell you, it, it's a it's it's like the NCAA tournament. It's a shame you can't have your total attention. I, I don't like the Astros. I don't say I hate them, but I really don't like the Astros. James Gamble is responsible for that and I have no problem blaming him because my childhood, they kept beating my bad Braves and I had to listen to him because his mom and dad were from Houston. So it's his fault and I'll blame him forever. But the bottom line is that series is going to be fun and you know what? Tim Anderson is a, he's a black baseball player that plays with confidence and that a NFL or, basketball or NBA player plays with and the MLB has not tamped that down enough. They need him. They need guys like that to inspire young black athletes to play baseball. So Tim Anderson, on a, is that dude with the stuff in his neck? Love Tim. Basically, Anderson. he's he's look. Love he's Alex Bregman. Love him. He's a, yeah. He's he's Alex Bregman. That's what he is. He is Alex Bregman. So Astros fans that hate him, that is a you you, you This it's like it's the yin and yang. You got Bregman and you got uh or the Oreo cookie. However you want to put it. That's who he is. And you know what? It's big that he is going to be on the stage. Because Tim Anderson, don't give a damn if you don't like what he's doing. The dude can play. And, it's, it's Scott, that's going to be a really good series because there's more talent in Chicago than there is in Houston. I just think Houston is going to get it done.
0: All right. Brad, can you hang with us for one more segment? Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Brad Top him on the line with me. We're going to shift gears, talk some football. espn 1420 and com. It's all coming your way next. Predictions on the Cajuns and Tigers. A little quick look at high school as well. Don't go anywhere. Mike, MC's, into the Great Scott Show. Happy to have you guys with me. Visiting with Brad Topham, host of Top's Take. color analyst for Agent Cajun Baseball. We talk baseball. Playoffs coming up. The month of October is here, which is a great thing. Brad, what's your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time?
1: I can't tell you you overplay all of them so much listening to you it makes it hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I I I, don't, don't, I, I only I only play I only have like a catalog here of like 20 samples. I need to I need to get a whole nother hotkey that just has no, some no more one, deep no, cuts. no no
1: no that's not that's not that's not what I was that's, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what
0: that's what that's what you're <laughs> telling me to do, right? Uh,
1: there it is. Look, man, there's I am not the person that loves all oh, alive original music and all this other crap. The BC Boys for me their songs are just the songs of the generation. The one you, the lake you just played, that's a time in my life. So that's kind of what the Beastie Boys are to me. They're just They're licensed
0: a, to ill. You didn't follow them after that.
1: No, I didn't because they weren't. Dude, this wasn't satellite radio. This wasn't. I was scared. enough because I was a. You, punk. <laughs> you missed you all know? of their. You
0: missed all of their really good stuff. You just you just think of like you know Brass Monkey commercial. Stuff.
1: Yeah. Hey, I think how's this for those? This is I learned this later in life. I treat them like I treat Bruce Springsteen. Spring. Bruce Springsteen's best stuff was not dancing in the dark, but that's what was commercialized. So that's what everybody knows. The people that know his real stuff is much deeper and much better, but you know, unless you dig into it, you don't know it. And that's kind of who the BC boys are to me. Yeah.
0: You still didn't answer the question though. You just, you just being a hater.
1: Cause I don't know. Oh, I, Oh no. Cause I'm not Craig Milone, So I'm not Jay Walker. I don't know the names of songs because I'm sorry. You know, the song should ha, repeat title should be repeated all throughout the song most music doesn't do that so i don't know the hell i i know the songs i brad, brad
0: essentially stuff. brad essentially his his go to playlist is nursery rhymes That's that's how his brain works if you don't say it over and over and over so brad's yeah. favorite song is mm, 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 by the crash test dummies you just keep a bunch of the same letter hey, hold up, mumbling hold
1: up, hey, hey now you know verb pipe playing the freshman you know for me <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, cousin. And look, let's do this before we get off I of it. You, I could not remember. I'm derailing you. I'm derailing you because I got to do it. Yeah, I loved your video, but I'm I loved your video. But there's one thing, Scott. I'm thoroughly unimpressed by with you. Why weren't you sleeveless doing Aaron Neville?
0: I know. I. I. You know. Cause I I didn't. Scott, no.
1: You seriously. You're in shape. Dude. I am not. You no, you no, but arms. I. Know,
0: I am not in shape like Aaron Neville, bro. I mean, I. I've got to get. Look, the 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 budget I went over budget for this thing and it, not to say that it had a large budget, but I, you know, um I didn't I didn't have enough to buy the like giant bicep costume, but you know No,
1: no, no, no. You should've told me I went to Goodwill and got you the denim shirt the and I'd have cut the sleeves off for you. Hey, look, let me Aaron, tell you Neb- Aaron, Aaron Neville,
0: Aaron Neville could beat all of us up. Like if he if he sees oh. that video and it, he seems I don't know. I mean, I think he's a good dude. He might laugh. But if he got upset and he like knocked on my door, I'd be like, "All right, I'm just go ahead and lean in. So, let me take the punch because I know it's coming.
1: Uh, hell no. You didn't even lean away. It's like, say, uh, it's like saying, because <laughs> you know Mike you know Ty- Tyson's going to punch you. you going to lean into it? No. No, me, no, Hey, look. So let me tell you. Uh, so Aaron Neville, we we had to raise all our own money. They had a concert where they put the stage at second base at Old Teague Field. You know, paid extra money to sit in the field. Fans, fans sat in the stands. I grew up, you know – wannabes hanging out the back of my boy Lou Dupree's Omega listening to NWA and then hating on country music. I didn't really understand Aaron Neville, the Neville brothers, Charmaine, all them. So we're hosting this concert as a freshman and we get to work it. Well, the older guys are enjoying it. And so the younger guys like me, Paul Baco came in together. Congrats on the hall of fame. We're kind of working more. I walk in the locker room. There's Aaron Neville. You hear stories about Coach O. Coach O and his bicep curls are a punk. I walk in, Aaron Neville. They're having a conversation. This dude, I counted forty-seven on one arm before Mm -hmm. I got nervous. Thirty-five pound preacher curls. That's when your knees bent, your elbow is in, you can't possibly move. Dude, that dude had prison muscles. I'm talking about the kind of muscles that make you want to go, "What's up, bro?" Just because you don't want him to think you a punk. Because that dude, dude, his arms. I'm like, I'm watching, going, that's thirty-five pounds. It's been ten minutes, and he's having a conversation. And then when he gets on the mic and goes, "Step right up," I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, that's not a dude I'm messing with."
0: He, he it, yeah, it was. No, one of the, he's it was listen, He's eighty years old now, and you you, oh you think it, it, Lou Holtz is only four years older now? Lou Holtz has felt like he's eighty five. He's eighty four, but it's felt <laughs> like he he really feels like he's been eighty five for the last forty years. Like he felt he like he was old when he was at Notre Dame. But Neville, it just feels like he's still just a young guy that could, you know, I mean, you, I don't want to get in a sparring match with that guy. He, it's funny. A friend of mine, uh, an old, very close friend of mine from New Orleans, who plays in um, a, a number of bands, uh, <laughs> he, um, he texted me and he was like, because he they, still, they're around the Neville sometimes and still play music. He's like, that guy's eighty and he could still outlift all of us. I guarantee it. I'm like, good lord, <laughs> eighty years old. I believe it. I
1: mean, I, no, know, dude, I'm I was impressed. Around. You know, people don't, um, and I'm not just blowing your horn because we're on your radio show. It's, it takes guts. It's what's so funny about our society and I hate to be all cynical, but people would, oh, he's not as funny or I don't get that joke. Oh, he's trying to be too much. It takes guts to actually, for you to do, whether you're good or not, it takes guts just to put yourself out there and do it. So kudos to do it because I'm not. Greg does some stuff. I don't have that skill set. I don't. Scott, I, I, I can play baseball in front of 10,000 people screaming against you, and I've done it before, and I can block it out like they don't exist. Put a camera in front of me and tell me to speak lines. Dude, I, I don't have the comfortability. So the fact that you can do that while imitating other people, that that's a skill, man. That's, in all seriousness, it's impressive to do stuff like that because I just people like me get to say, yeah, I know him, as opposed to, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> There's a difference.
0: Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, if folks, haven't seen it. Uh, if you go to YouTube, Putting Kamara's King Crunch, you'll see it. You can go on Twitter and find it there. A shorter version, but any and all help is uh, is appreciated. And um, you know, I'm hoping that uh, at some point, maybe Lance Reddick or somebody in it sees it, and uh, if it makes them laugh, that would that would be cool. If not, Chris so Sims is gonna fight it. you? Oh, please! That guy can't throw a punch. Bring. He it. may
1: not, but it's gonna be. Look, it's gonna be oh, what uh, Max and Derek and David Carr or Derek Carr <laughs> when Max called himself and he challenged him to get in a ring with me. Sims going I'll early.
0: say this as much as as much as many bag on Chris Sims. The dude's spleen exploded in the game, and he stayed in and scored a touchdown. So I can't, I I, I can call him some things. I can't say the guy had tough. I can't. Um, and there is a there is a subtle spleen reference in the video. If folks want to go back and pay closer attention. On that note, Brad, let's right. talk some football here, uh, real quick. We're, I mean, shoot, after tonight. We're halfway through the regular season of high school football. It's October. High school football, always. it seems like right when we're settling in for college and NFL every year, it's like, man, high school's kind of flying by. But has anything stood? I, I don't want to go into a game-by-game thing. If folks want to follow all the scores tonight, obviously we'll be updating them. Turlings, Brobridge, will have on here in Classic Rock. Katie in the South side, Excuse me, Katie in the South side on Classic Rock. Turlings, Brobridge here in KPL and then Ascension Episcopal on a Talk Radio 960. You got Notre Dame at Cecilia. You got Rustin at STM. That's a big one. LCA and Catholic. That's a big one. Uh, Karen Crow in St. Martinville. I could go on and on, but, but anything very general question, what, what has piqued your interest? Because I know you still got a lot of friends in the coaching game. I know you were a head coach in high school football years ago. Uh, what has stood out to you most so far this season?
1: Well, three things. Number one, I love that La- Cedric I works with Fig. I love Cedric Figaro getting – Lafayette High needs to be relevant, Scott. It's like saying sports are better when the New York and the L.A. markets are heavily involved. Base- Football in the air needs Lafayette High back. It- the and lafayette High rivalry needs to get back, and Fig's doing a good job getting guys out of the hall. Number two is I love watching STM lose, and this is coming from a person who coached there because it makes my heart good to know that the people that freak out watch the end of the season because they play such a tough schedule because Jim Hotower, there's a reason he's the second winningest coach in Louisiana history. He, don't, he knows I need to play the toughest teams. Walker Howard's going to LSU. Best, literally considered the best dual threat quarterback in America, and guess what? Every receiver's gone. And you know what? So what? So they go lose a couple games, in the end, STM is going to be in the semifinals or the finals. Why? Because they're getting beat up, and they're not going to – got a coach that won't let them back down. So I love seeing them actually fail right now because I know how good they're going to be as it moves forward. And I'm glad to see Turlings in this uh, – STM Turlings is, you know, not, not nobody going to be happy with each other. But I coached at Turlings, and I am actually really happy to see that Turlings is getting back. They're never going to be the Sonny Ponche you know 4000 yard passers but turlings has had a few down years and they're back you know they're playing tough good nose hard nose football and sun with Sonny's son being over there uh, doing it his way I- i'm really happy for those schools
0: good stuff brad toppin our guest all right ul south al uh south alabama feeling confident ul coming in Number of injuries, right? 12.5-point favorites. Uh, I, I, I think South Alabama looks at this matchup as a measuring stick game for them. I think UL looks at it as the second game in conference. It's worth noting Coach Napier has not lost a uh, Sunbelt Western Division game since he's been at UL. It hasn't happened. Uh, I don't think it's happening Saturday, although Dave Schultz does. Uh, he was on the show earlier this week. Although 12 and a half, kind of a big line on the road, South Al's well rested. What are you confident in in regards to this matchup and what worries you? First of
1: all, every four little word, you know, like they say, golf's a four letter word for a reason because work is four letters, fun is three letters. Well, every four little word applies whenever you will play South Alabama. I don't like them. And that's like is not the word I want to use four letters. I don't think it's, dude, I'm taking I'm taking South Al to cover. One thing I've noticed with Coach Napier's teams is they, they will win in the end. That that game that they shouldn't lose, that 20 years ago you lost a couple, they won't lose this game. But South Alabama, these are the guys fighting clawing and wanting to get to the top that don't understand why UL is where they are and South Al- I mean the players, the team. So they're going to play above their head. They're going to play out over their skis a little bit. I don't think, I'd UL is going to win. And I think it's going to be an eight, nine point game. But that eight or nine point's going to come down to UL scoring on their last drive or South Alabama having the ball down eight or nine and can't score. I, I fully believe it. Man, look, Carlos Rubio is going to be it's a bigger loss than people want to think. That that hurt. You started to get, become – you started to be able to use all your weapons. If you look at the uh, yards per carry and the explosive totals, Napier's – I love the – if you watch Napier, he got he hits he hit you with a little arrogance, right? You know, I think we have a pretty good history here of turning out running backs. It was one of his comments. You could tell, in other words, like, well, yeah, Armani's got this, but you don't give him enough carries. Well, Montrell's got this, who that's been my guy all along because I saw him in high school, but he needs more carries. Well, Chris Smith hasn't done this. Look at the running backs as a whole. It was coming. And Levi is not going to run the ball because that's not what Billy pays him to do. You don't, and I don't mean that illegally, by the way. Just I'm saying it.
0: No, name, image, uh, likeness, though. Levi did do a great job with Eat Lafayette.
1: Eli, Eli, and Mark Hudspeth said there's no point in redshirting him when they brought him out at the end that year because I spoke to him and his parents, and they both said he ain't going to be here before years. Yeah, right. And they, yeah. they, but they meant that because he was a 4.2 at Dutchtown High School, which is a magnet school. The kid is a, a extremely intelligent person. You know, so he's your leader and I love it. Um, I, I I think we need to see that personality, that that mix of I thought I think you started to see your swag, your arrogance moving downhill. Um Carlos is one of those guys, man. You know, and Shane Shane Valle going down last week and I love him. Our shout out to, you know, our boy Lynn Burton, his brother Landon coming in. Well Shane and didn't
0: making, Shane Shane, it was it was Carlos Rubio that got hurt though.
1: No, but well, no, but Landon, but no, I uh, got in the game. Landon Burns, right, out. right, right. Yeah, Shane went out for a couple of plays. You have to understand. I'm not saying he's gonna go there, but Landon's following the same pass as Deuce Wallace, Deuce Wallace did. Just saying. Uh, but you're one play, one play away from having. If Valo's a little shaky, if something you know if he's playing tender, which probably a lot of them are, Scott, you're one play away from the core of your offensive line being in trouble, not that. talent, not your best talent, but the, the guys playing side by side. So um, I, I want to see us, how we run the ball without Carlos. And beyond that, I take South Island cover South Island ain't winning that game, man. I, look, I'll tell you what if South Island wins that game. I'll make my hair look like his hair in, in Alabama. I'll turn mine white. All right, but it ain't happening.
0: All right. No, no, you said it. So we'll, uh, we'll remember yeah. that. Uh, all right. We're, we're coming up against it here. LSU yeah. right now it's minus three. There is nothing like a late late night, I say late night, I mean 8 o'clock kickoff, a late game in Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. Um, LSU Auburn's had some wild ones over the years. I think both of these teams are not sure exactly who they are yet, right? There's a mix of sort of confidence and at other times, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I guess just hesitancy, right? Um they are not really sure who they are yet. They're both they both have their problems, put it that way. Uh and and it feels like a moment here. I mean, you look at LSU schedule the second half. Once you get to mid October, I mean, good luck, bro. Honestly. This, good luck.
1: This is your game this is your game to determine whether or not you're a nine or ten win season. I, not, I know exactly what you're saying. But they're and not I'll getting the
0: ten wins. No. They're not doing that.
1: So I'll make this quick and simple. Tiger fans need to pray TJ Finley plays. Bo Nix has a better chance to beat you, and this is what I mean. TJ Finley, even against Georgia State, this is all you don't do with TJ Finley. Do not let him get out the pocket. He does a, does a very good job of spinning out, and he's athletic Ben Roethlisberger. cat 6'7". You ain't taking him down easy. Local fans remember what it looked like when people tried to tackle Cole Kelly at Turlings. He is a guy who will move his feet, will make plays. If LSU's pass rushers on the edge, force him in the pocket, keep him in the pocket. He does not have touch. He does not do crossing routes well. He does not do the things that LSU is not good at. You let him get on the move, you're in trouble. Bo Nix is more of that pocket guy. So that's how you beat him on, on there. The other side is, I'm sorry, I heard y'all talking about Saints and center. Liam Shanahan is an under center. Scott, you <laughs> You know when you you had uh, Leonard Fournette and how great he was. Guess what? You had NFL Ethan Posick playing center. When you had Joe Addai being a first round pick, you had a, a Whitworth on the offensive line. Ben
0: Wilkerson too Ellie, was a was Wilkerson, an All American center.
1: Ben Wilkerson was your uh uh the center the Remington Award winner the year after the national title. Mm-hmm. By the way, guess who guess who played center when Kevin Falk was running? All All Football, football Hall of and Alan Fanica. LSU lacks a center who can count out and get quickly and get everybody else fixed. If they don't, I'm sorry, they've got to run the ball. And by the way, can you remember something? LSU's quarterback was raised by a, le- a taller, lesser skilled version of Drew Brees and Brad Johnson, smart game manager, NFL quarterback. And Brad Johnson still, and Matt Johnson still threw a pass behind his back, you know? People do dumb crap. No matter who's their coach, they got to be able to run the ball, to take the pressure off that kid, or they are going to be in trouble. Do I pick LSU to win? I wouldn't put money on this game, and I wouldn't put my name on this game. And it's going to be—I think it's going to be a three-point game, and I just don't know which way it's going to go.
0: Lastly, Saints Giants Saints seven and a half big big line for an NFL game. Giants are bad. Uh, Saints are uh, up and down. We'll say that uh, they're coming off an up game. The Giants are bad. What's your pick here? Saints minus seven. Well, now it's minus seven, so it's gone down a half. This is from Caesars Sportsbook. First game in the Caesar Superdome for the Saints this year. Uh, how you feeling? And then we'll let you go.
1: Best prop bet. Take the under first quarter. The two teams have combined to give up seven points in the first quarter all year, between two of them. The line on the first quarter is minus seven and a half. Take the under on the first quarter if you can get that prop. Number two, if Cesar Ruiz moves back to guard and Tommy Klapp plays center, the Saints will, will clap. win by 14. Yeah, yeah I think will that's clap.
0: probably where they're going with it. Um, I think I'm going deeper same,
1: on my show about it. The Saints I'm are going to go take a shot.
0: Show. The same, All right, I'll be listening 2 o'clock today, Top's Take. I think they're going to take a deep shot in the first quarter. Um, I don't know if it's going hey, to work, play, baby. but it's <laughs> – they're going to get that. They're gonna try to get that dome going, man. A little play action, a deep one to Harris. I think they're going to go for it. All right, Brad Topham has been our guest. Top, appreciate it, man. Happy weekend. Welcome to October, and uh, enjoy the playoffs since your team gets to play in it.
1: You should be used to this by now. Thank you. Bye.
0: <laughs> Greeny is next, ESPN 1420. I'll talk to you guys Monday. You got the afternoon lock-in with Norman and Lynn at 3. Plenty more coming your way. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN 1420. Taking
1: duty rhymes to brand new